Section 10 of War Flying by a Pilot. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. War Flying by a Pilot by Lessell Finer Hutchin. Book 2 On Active Service. Chapter 2 Increasing the Pace. Chapter 2, Part 1 French Aviator's Bag Only time for a few lines before the post goes. I was flying at a quarter to three o'clock this morning. I was orderly pilot, and a Hun was reported in the neighbourhood. I went to bed after two hours flying and was knocked up again and spent another couple of hours in the air, all this before I had anything to eat or drink. Luckily I was not at all hungry or thirsty. The Hun I was chasing, or rather looking for, on my second patrol, was brought down a few miles from our aerodrome by a French aviator. The pilot and observer were killed. Neither my observer nor I saw anything at all of the fight as we were patrolling farther down the line. You bet I was fed up when we landed. The smash was brought to our place and taken away by the French. The machine seemed essentially German. Very solid and thick, weight no object. The French aviators were very nice. I had a chat with them. The rumours at the aerodrome were various. One, that I was brought down, another that I had brought down a Hun, and a third, that a French aviator and I had had a scrap. THE ENEMY IN OUR MIDST Here is a true story. There was some night flying at one of our aerodromes the other day, and a machine came over and fired a coloured light, asking, Can I come down? The people on the ground fired one in reply, meaning yes, and a completely equipped German biplane landed, and a guttural German voice was heard shouting for mechanics. He got them all right, but they were RFC and not German mechanics. The coincidence of the signals was extraordinary. The machine, it was an aviatic, was in perfect order and has since been flown and tested by the RFC. It was wonderfully kind of them to plank their machine down in that aerodrome, and the surprise on both sides must have been extremely comical to watch when the Hun discovered it was an English drome and the mechanics discovered it was a Hun pilot. I know that this is Sunday, as we have had a lot of work to do. I have just come down from my job. I went up at 12.30 and landed at 3.40. Not a bad flight? I was up and down the lines patrolling most of the time. Our escort lost us soon after leaving the drone, but it didn't matter. I got archied two or three times, but nothing really annoying. They are very clever with those guns. For instance, when I was a mile and a half or perhaps less on our side of the lines, they fired Archie on the French side of me hoping I would turn away from it and so get within better range. They generally let you cross the lines in peace so as to entice you over as far as possible, and then let you have it hot and strong all the way back. I have just been to look at the machine. Apparently one of those archies got nearer than I thought, for a piece of shrapnel has made a six-inch hole in the tailplane. The shrapnel must have been spent because it has only pierced the bottom surface of the tail and has not penetrated the top. I was rather pleased when I found that, 
as it is something to say that your machine has been hit by Archie. The ping-pong set has arrived. I'll let you know right enough when I want any more garments. Our linen goes off to be washed at any old time, as there are plenty of laundries near here. An old woman, an old wooden bat, and a smooth worn stone by a dirty stream. The stuff comes back wonderfully clean, however. Don't you worry about my food while night flying. I get that all right. It was a very exceptional case the other day. If we have an early stunt, we always get hot cocoa and bread and butter. But you see, I was orderly pilot that day, and the Huns weren't polite enough to ring me up the night before and tell me what time they were coming, and so I had to move rather more quickly when they did come. I can get chocolates and biscuits at the canteen here. This is what you will call another restful letter, because I have had no flying yesterday or today. We rather like bad weather here, when it is sufficiently bad. Don't know why the other squadron was mentioned in dispatches. They have about seven of our chaps there, and perhaps that's why. Or perhaps the general lost some money at bridge to the CO. Or perhaps they drew lots for it. End of section 10. Narrated by Thomas Rose.